0: Your name, Lord. That's what I'm talking about. I'm here to lift the name of Jesus high. All right, welcome to this episode of Feeding My Faith. If you are uh, new to the show or an old listener to the show, we're going to kind of take on a new oh way of doing this, I guess you could say. And that is simply, we're going to start what's called soaping. And if you're like, what? It's called Soaping. It's a little different. And the idea of this podcast was for me to get to know God better. And I've told you over and over that really that helps through constant devotion in the Bible, renewing your minds on a daily basis. So why do they call it Soaping? It stands for Scripture. And you basically read through a text and you look for one or two that particularly spoke to you that day. Then there's O, an observation. What do you think God is saying to you in this scripture? You can ask the Holy Spirit to to teach you and reveal to you, and perhaps write the scripture down in your own words in your journal. A lot of this is about journaling. Application. Personalize what you've read by asking yourself, how does this apply to your life right now? Perhaps it is an instruction, encouragement, a revelation of a new promise. Corrections for a particular area of your life. And uh, P is for prayer. This can be as simple as asking God to help us to use the scripture. It may be a greater insight on what he may be revealing to you. Remember, prayer is a two-way conversation. So be sure to listen to what God has to say to you. And then write it out. This seems a little overwhelming, writing it. Take it slow. Keep it simple. No matter how you do your devotions, the important thing is to show up for your daily appointment, because God is waiting for you. So they call that soaping. So I'm going to try this today. And as I go through the scripture for today is uh, Genesis 1 and 2, 1 through 2. That's chapters 1 through 2 and Luke 1. Now, it sounds like a lot of scripture, but it's not. It's basically Genesis 1 is obviously, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And as I was going through this, it just you know God made the water, and He saw that it was good. He said, "Let there be light," and it was good. You know, let the uh, let the birds fly, and and it was good. Let the land produce creatures, and and He saw it was good. And the one thing that stood out for me as I went through this, then God said, "Let us, let us, not let me, let us make mankind in our image, so that." to me, was like, shows that God is there with Christ. It's it's the Trinity. Let us make mankind in our image and our likeness so that we may rule over the fish in the sea. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, kind of like looking in a mirror to a certain extent. Male and female, he created them. And uh, he gave them blessing over everything. And uh, he saw that he made it and it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, and that was the sixth day. But the thing that he goes down, everything is good. Everything is good. And it talks about how he made Adam out of the dust. He breathed into his nostrils, and he became alive. They did the, uh, the Garden of Eden. Everything was great. They talked about this, these awesome rivers that were running through. He explains to them, hey, and, and it even says God took man. And um, where is that scripture? Here we go. Um, He took the man and put him in the garden of Eden. I would love to know exactly what that means. Like, did he pick him up? And, um, so he goes on here. It's kind of interesting. in, In chapter one, he says he made, you know, man and woman, but here it's more the details of how that happened. And, it says in genesis two nine two twenty there was no helper helper, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and um actually, if we go back to eighteen, the Lord God said it is not good for man to be alone I will make him a helper, a helper, and so to me, what stood out there was the fact that everything was good. Man was good. It wasn't good for man to be alone. And so here again, God has provided this awesome garden, this awesome river. He's got all these animals. And here again, God comes through and makes sure that Adam isn't alone. God provided here. And so, you know, it goes through about how Adam went to sleep, gave Eve one of his ribs, And it is interesting to think, it says here in 25, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. That's an interesting thought. But to me, it's amazing that God spoke and things just happened. And I just see how God was going to great extremes to create this awesome environment for man when we look at the next scripture Luke 1 it talks about the foretelling of John the Baptist and here it is it's uh, Zechariah and um Elizabeth and uh, I'm sorry uh, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged in the priestly division of Elijah his wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron so yeah you have uh these two people and the angel Gabriel comes down and says, Oh, by the way, um, you're going to have a kid. And Zacharias like, what you talking about? Willis, I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. And Gabriel says, I stand in the presence of God and I've been sent to speak to you and to tell you the good news and basically from that point forward until John the Baptist was born, he's like, guess what? Uh, you're, you're done talking because you didn't believe me. And then and sure enough, uh, Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. And she said, the Lord has done this for me. In these days, He has shown his favor and taken my disgrace among the people. Also in Luke 1, it's the foretelling of Jesus' birth. And here again, you have the angel Gabriel coming down saying, oh, by the way, Mary, I know you're a virgin, but you're going to get knocked up. And you can tell, I mean, think about that. You're a virgin. And some, first of all, can you imagine being being seen by an angel? I would love to know. What they looked like because we have that kind of artsy wings with dressed in white. Who's not to say they look completely normal? There's nothing in here that describes them, but she's saying, I, I think you got something wrong here. Uh, I'm a virgin, and he says, No, the Holy Spirit's going to come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and uh. Mary says I am the Lord's servant. Now notice she didn't she just asked. She's she even said I asked. She didn't, you know, I I am a virgin. And she eventually then said, "All right, may the word be fulfilled, fulfilled." So there was no doubt. It was questioned, but eventually she believed and said, "Okay, use me. Now, later in Luke 1, you see where when they go to name Zachariah's child, they're actually going to call him like Zachariah Jr. And Elizabeth's like, no, 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 we're calling him John. So, of course, they go to Zachariah, and he went to write down on a tablet, his name is John, and as soon as he did, he was able to speak. And at the end of Luke 1, You see, in the Bible I'm reading here, the NIV, it mentions Zechariah's song. And it talks about, you know, he, he remembers how there had been salvation from our enemies, from all the hands who hated us, to show mercy to our ancestors, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hands of our enemies. And he talks about his child, you will be called a prophet of the Most High, For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give the people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins, because the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in the darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in a path of peace. And the child grew and became strong, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. So as I read that scripture the thing that pops out to me is number one, God doesn't like it when you don't trust him. He told these two people here, here's what's going on. And they kind of went, I don't think you get this. I'm old. And there were circumstances there. Of course, this is the old Testament. God's always kind of a bit of a, uh, 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 not as forgiving in the old Testament. Ultimately it was Zechariah got to talk, but you'll see where when Zechariah could speak, he immediately started singing praises. He wasn't like, Hey, I'm mad at you because I couldn't talk for the last three months. But so that is the scripture. That's the S. And what am I trying to reveal here? What is my observation here? Well, like I said, I guess, number one, God does take care of you. That's what I got out of Genesis 1. And I guess in in Luke 1, my observation is he has a plan. And it may be not at all what you had planned. I'm sure Zachariah and Elizabeth were like, excuse me? I mean, I'm 48, okay, as I record this. And I I can tell you right now, the baby thing has passed me behind. I, I never had any biological children. I have stepchildren, but I never had any children. And if somebody knock on my door and go, guess what? What? You're going to knock up your wife. I'd be like, I I don't think so. Because again, he was saying, no, you don't get it. Not only is my wife old, she's really old, is kind of the impression I got there. So God can make anything happen. So I guess as I go forward here and I have some challenges in front of me here as I get ready to go to Vegas in January, actually, as you record this, I'm probably coming back from Vegas. Uh, This will be coming out in January. I'm recording this right now in December to get a little jump on this. And, um, but at least nonetheless, I have a bit of a challenge here of how am I going to get there? I still need to buy business cards got a lot of things that need to get in place for this to really be a successful trip. I'm actually going out there, hopefully, maybe to win a a podcast award for this podcast. But I got to realize it right now that part of me is thinking there's no way I'm going to win an award. It's very nice to be nominated, but you never know. And the fact that God is going to take care of me. Somehow I'm going to get to Vegas. I've got a lot of things that popped up. We had a lot of, it's hilarious that every time I go to go to New Media Expo, uh, one year I didn't get to go because we had so many unexpected bills that I just couldn't get my plane ticket. And so my goal is to buy my plane ticket tomorrow. I'm already getting ready to pay for my hotel bill, and then I'm good. But I have, as I read this scripture today, it's like, okay, don't worry. God always takes care of you. And that's how I'm going to apply that today. And God has a plan for you. So that is the scripture. That's my observation. That's how I'm going to apply that to my life. And my prayer today is to just look at God and say, you know, there are times when I forget that you have always taken care of me. I've never wanted for food. I've always had shelter. I've always had heat. I've had a loving family. And I've had great friends. And I thank you for that. And help me to remember that no matter how weird life gets and no matter how many curveballs are thrown my way, you, God, are always in control. You can just speak and things will happen. You have the ultimate power. And if we trust in you and we don't doubt, all things are possible through you. So, thank you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So this is the new format. Scripture, observation, application, and a quick prayer. They call it soaping. And it's going to be the way I rejuvenate myself every day. And I'm inviting you to listen in. I'll have resources out at our website, feedingmyfaith.com. Thank you so much for listening. Now get out there and testify to the truth.